We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. We're taking you to 7.30 tonight, and we'll throw it to LSU men's basketball as the uh, Tigers play Mississippi State. Pre-game at 7.30, tip-off at 8 o'clock. We're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. Ron in Mandeville. Ron, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, guys. I uh, I called yesterday, and uh, with me in the same case that Otto was saying, that we, uh, that we should not sign Derek Carr. And then I made the point that I think we should trade Alvin Kamara. And uh, you guys gave me some pushback. But we're going to a uh, commercial break, and I couldn't make my point. And I wanted to see if I could do that tonight. Okay, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. yeah, you got time. Okay. All right, cool. So, pretty much, I the point that you guys are making was that, you know, he's going to get suspended for, who knows, six to eight games. Right, right. Correct. And I totally, I totally agree that that would bring down his value. Yes, but yes, it will. What about after? what about after the suspension? And the thing what I'm looking at is that, you know, he doesn't really get injured. He's pretty healthy, and he's still playing at a high level. What if we were to wait after the eight-game suspension and then do a trade, kind of like what the Panthers did with McCaffrey with the 49ers, like after, you know, before the trade well, like before the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that possibility right. would be right, there. Right. It would depend on when the trade deadline ends because we don't really know the suspension. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But let's say it's these compromise, and let's say it's seven. And then right. I think at that point, there will be a team like San Francisco that would be willing to pay you what I would think would be close to full value. Well, well, well to me. But you, today, well, I, would, well, I wouldn't trade him because well, you're not going to get anything close. Well, Ron but what Mike, you bring up, Ron, is, is a well, good point. Well, Ron and Mike, the team, you know who the team would be to me? And maybe he maybe wouldn't run as much. He runs too damn much as Josh Allen and the Bills. What if you put like Alvin Kamara on the Bills? Because Mike. What they always say, oh, Josh Allen, he's, he runs too much. And do they have a running game? Think about that. No, their running game is actually okay. Josh Allen. And, and we were talking this summer before the season. Who, who that, everybody was talking about? Oh, the Bills. The Bills. But, but that the Achilles Bills heel not being able to run it when you need to and have to. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Okay, so you look Christian McCaffrey, what he meant to the 49ers at the back end of the season, like an Alvin Kamara with the Bills. I mean, I don't yeah, I wouldn't disagree there. That seems like that makes sense. Now, uh, again, in the offseason, the Bills going to have to redo that offensive line. It's El Stinko. It's right. not very good at all. But, Ron, that's a good point that you brought up. I'm glad you called back. Uh, we're going to go to Jeff in Harvey. Jeff, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, uh, fellas. Look, I got a question for y'all and also a statement after the question. Um, would you guys consider – Trading for Lamar Jackson, giving up three first-round draft picks, 
and giving him a $200 million guaranteed contract. And if you guys say yes, what has he won? I'm going to hang up and listen. Okay. He's won 75% of his games in the NFL. And he was MVP in 2018. That, that's real simple. How many, how many quarterbacks can say that? They've won basically 75% of their games in the NFL in the regular season. Well, and, and you look what and, – And look uh, who he's working with. Okay. Uh, you look at what the Broncos gave up for Russell Wilson. Okay. And uh, Russell Wilson uh, won a Super Bowl. Like Drew Brees, they won one. Aaron Rodgers, they all won one Super Bowl. But if you look at the upside, and you might say, oh, well, uh, Lamar Jackson's been hurt the last couple of seasons. But I just look how electric and how the game changing where he's at. So, no, that, that's a good question. Uh, like three number ones, and what does he actually won? Because what he's talking about is basically the Deshaun Watson deal. Uh, so, yeah. So where would, where would Baltimore be, though, without him? I think when he doesn't. That, that's the flip of the coin. So when he doesn't play, you can see where they're at. Yep. Like, uh, who fears the Ravens? All I know is as Saints fans, when we've watched Lamar Jackson play. He was at another level. Level uh, uh, than, than uh, the Saints. And this is pros versus pros. I mean, so uh, that's why I would not necessarily, because I don't think it'd be good for the Saints if Lamar Jackson ends up with the Falcons. Uh, that ain't good. So it's almost. Either you get him or decide you're going to play against him twice a year. And again, you might say, oh, I'd rather have the draft capital. Okay, if you're a young guy, now, now if he's like 32, 33 years of age, that's a different animal. But Lamar Jackson's like 25. Okay, Mike, what would you say? Like the last dozen years, whether you're first round or early second round pick, what, 30%, 30% work out? Chance. So when you say I'm giving up all these first rounders for a guy that you know is going to work out, it could be your quarterback. So let's say he's not because the way he plays, he doesn't last a decade. Then I get me a really good well, backup. So wait, Mike, <laughs> I would take it. Just give me a half a dozen years. So let's say from 25, 26 to he's 31, 32. Because you know, because he fell off the map. If you look at this happened in Carolina, and he was the MVP, Cam Newton. Because of Look all those hits. And then all of a sudden, boy, he went down pretty fast. Also, too, he had that back injury. Uh, but then but then you look at his age. Age. I'm just saying, you look at all that right now, Lamar's young. He's not like you bring it in and like, okay, like we compare like, like um, Derek Carr to Andy Dalton. It's three years. Like a 35-year-old, 32-year-old. Well, Lamar Jackson's like 25. So, you, you know, that, that makes a major difference. And I, and I can tell you this right now. I looked at this. I researched this. I was a part of this. That when I truly felt like maybe uh, Peyton Manning's an outlier. Because Peyton Manning was ahead of his time, how he knew how to attack defenses and all that. Like Peyton Manning's a little boy. He's hanging out in uh, the offensive uh, uh, professional meeting rooms, taking notes, whatever. But the whole thing, like with Peyton Manning and what he knew, Mike, I'm telling you. And it never works like this. This isn't any business when you get experience. I said, damn it. And you know, I finished playing like I was 37 years old. When I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, when I got in my 30s, the last five years I was playing, there's nothing a defense could do that I didn't know what they were trying to do to stop it. Now, you just couldn't make the throw. Yeah, like my physically. elbow was hurting all that. But I can tell you, when reaching your peak, whether you're a running quarterback or not, how things start clicking, this is the majority of quarterbacks. When you get like in your late 20s, 
when you start getting like uh, 27, 28, 29, around all that, I'm telling you, things start clicking. Oh, now. And you're not just like, well, I'm just fighting and I'm guessing. And you know all the time. So I'm telling you, Lamar is just at the tip of the iceberg where I think he's going to bring to the table. What does that you about those other teams in the AFC that got to play Joe Burrow? And Justin Herbert. Well, they're going to get better. <laughs> so, again, it's the only thing that would set say, them back. I, if they I, get I, hurt. I don't disagree. Injury would be the only yes, factor. The, the only thing that that would hold them back. Because I think right now you're seeing the tip of the iceberg with with Patrick well, well, Mahomes. I, well, Mike, as we go to the break, I got to read this text. This is like, okay, dude, uh, come on, like zero uh, seven two six. Y'all are saying Derek Carr won't get us to the Super Bowl. Well, didn't Trent Dilfer go to the Super Bowl with the Ravens? That's that somebody was... who watched that last 30 on 30 special, and that happened wait, wait, over wait, wait, 20 wait. years ago. The, the, the Saints defense ain't no damn Baltimore Ravens Ra- defense. There's no defense like that. Uh, the, Close. The, 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 the Baltimore Ravens defense was the number one scoring defense in NFL history. They were giving up 10 points a game. So, uh, the, the, yeah, you, you put Derek Carr on the Ravens, they don't want a Super Bowl. No, nothing against Trent Dilfer. Right place, right time. But you trying to, like, oh, didn't Trent Dilfer win a Super Bowl? Come on. The Saints defense, as good as they are right now, they can hold the Ravens' jock. The Dome Patrol, as good as they were, was not they, as good they as They weren't that, nearly well, as good. As good as that Ravens' defense. Look at scoring defense. Even the Bears' defense. Even, even You think Bears. about 85, well, 86. Wilbur Marshall, Otis Wilson, Mike Singletary. Dan Hampton, all those yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, that Ravens' defense was was just well, – you know, you're never going to see that in our lifetime again. Because never. they could knock the crap out of you, and yep. it wasn't a penalty, and they were intimidating, and they were only giving up 10 points a game. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 and Glenn West from Go247 talking a little bit of LSU Tiger sports right after this break. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870 and on our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line, we have Glenn West, who covers the Fighting Tigers for Go247. Glenn, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Hey, guys, I'm doing great. How are you? Great. Glenn, uh, I know you've covered LSU a couple years, so to speak. Uh, There's never been expectations for an LSU baseball team like this one. I mean, it's through the charts. Uh, Everywhere I go, 
uh, it's I don't hear too much about every once in a while they throw out about you know how you think LSU will do football wise, but it's all about baseball. I mean, it is all about LSU baseball and expectations for Jay Johnson and his team is at as highest level. It's been for in many, many years. Yeah, it's ever been. I mean, I, I, I don't know about ever been, but it's, I, it's at a real high peak. Yeah. Uh, my, it's in contention for the top spot. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're through the roof this year. I mean, all you have to do is just look at the preseason polls, and uh, LSU is the consensus number one team. Uh, you know, they have multiple pitchers. I've been out at the scrimmages this uh, this spring, and multiple guys are, you know, throwing 95, 96, 97 miles an hour on the mound. Uh, they have about six or seven different players that I think they could really look to as potential starters of this team. Uh, and then you've got the star power with the, you know, the hitters and Dylan Cruz, who's a potential number one overall pick. You've got Trey Morgan back for a third year. Uh, you know, a local New Orleans kid who's who's really performed well since getting to LSU, and uh, they got a lot of great veteran transfers in here as well. And Tommy White, who was a All American last year, he's going to be playing third base. So they they are stacked at pretty much every spot on the field. And uh, I mean, the the only way they can go is down. I think just with the kind yeah. of expectations they have on this season. You know, Glenn, that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, no, it's kind of like Omaha or Buzz, but you look, uh, come on, it's unbelievable, the SEC, and you look at the competition. Uh, look, LSU joined 11 other SEC uh, uh, you know, teams, programs that are in the top 50. Uh, they won in the top uh, 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 six in the top 10. You can go on and on. And, yeah. uh, look, half of LSU's 56-game regular season schedule is against teams that are ranked in the preseason poll. Yep. So it's almost like the playoffs before the playoffs because it's going to be that highly competitive. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, you play a series. And I think uh, I think you uh, take this take, uh, so to speak, that uh, can you win two out of three? You know, to sweep a top-notch opponent, that's hard to do. But that's what you want to be controlling your destiny where you're at least winning two out of three. Yeah, absolutely. And look, their schedule is set up this year to where it's going to be postseason baseball starting at the very beginning of SEC play. You're absolutely right about that. And it's going to be a good test for a team that has a lot of high expectations. You know, you want to be challenged uh, during the regular season. And one of the kind of mantras that's thrown up around here in Baton Rouge is just – you know, the, the the wheels are falling off the team if they lose one midweek game against the right, in-state right, yeah. you know. So right. uh, you got to expect some bumps and bruises along the way. I mean, 56 games is a long schedule, and uh, they're going to be certainly uh, favored in most of the series, most of the matchups they play this year. Uh, but it's, it's, it's going to be a battle, and they've got to get through a, a pretty hefty gauntlet of, of SEC opponents. You know, uh, Glenn, what about, um, you know, I guess when you always have question marks, you're always looking for the, uh, the weak link considering all the depth. Uh, but it seems like uh, Coach Johnson and everyone, uh, they're pretty high on Jordan Thompson, uh, the shortstop where they're at. Because, you know, the middle infield and the competition they have at second base and you look at Jordan Thompson, it seems like uh, they're kind of really excited about his development and where he's at going forward. Glenn, the other thing is we had Jay on last week, and he says, I'm working with him personally. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a quick uh, – when Bob asked him, he was like, well, uh, guys, I'm going to tell you all, I'm working with him personally to help his defense out. So about halfway through the season last year, Jay Johnson started coaching the middle infielders because of some of those – 
uh, defensive issues that were going on with the team. And, uh, you know, Jordan Thompson was the guy who didn't want to make excuses, but he was very, very much pretty hurt kind of at the start of last year. And so it did take him a couple months, I think, to start feeling like himself. And uh, towards the end of the season, he he was – dynamite uh at shortstop and he really started to regain his confidence and that's really translated into this year as well in this off season. i mean he's been very consistent for lsu at shortstop he's going to be the the starting shortstop for this year and i uh, don't really see anybody pushing him for that job and so you know the, the next question is what happens at second base and there's going to be a litany of guys that they run through at second they got a transfer named ben nipple who's played really well uh, Jack Merrifield is a uh, former LSU Eunice Juco transfer that has been here for a little while. Uh, he's actually a former Golden Glover uh, at second base, and so he's, uh, he's he's got some defensive chops to him. And uh, Gavin Dugas is a guy who's been around the yep, program now for sure five years. He's going to be getting some looks there. Uh, he's finally starting to get healthy, too, which is really good. He had some eye surgery back in November, and he's starting to get uh, back to 100%. So there are going to be a lot of options in the middle infield, but you know, I think Jordan Thompson is going to be very comfortable uh, as your everyday starter at short. Now, uh, Glenn, when you look at it, because uh, you know a lot of fans, uh, Tiger fans, who look at LSU like, I don't know, AAA baseball or a major league team, and uh, yep. you know talking about the middle infield, but also uh, pitching matchups. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, how you trying to attack an opponent and uh, about left-handed pitching. You know, that's something uh, – when you look at the left-handed pitching, where do you think we're at right now? I was reading where uh, with third-year sophomore, uh, what David Coleman could return to the mound this season yeah. after having Tommy John surgery. But what's your take with the left-handed pitching? You might think, like, well, just pitch. No, it does yeah. matter with matchups. Uh, you want to have that in your arsenal. Uh, not only sure. like stud right-handers, whatever, but those left-handed pitches also coming through. Yeah, so the the, the news that Javen Coleman might actually return was a, a pleasant surprise to us at Media Day. It didn't look like he was going to be ready to pitch this season coming off Tommy John's surgery. Um, but Jay Johnson did say that he's going to start throwing, uh, you know, trying to get himself back into throwing shape and, and pitching shape by, uh, you know, in the next couple weeks. So, you know, the hope is that they'll have him at some point this season and he'd be uh, an absolutely stellar arm to add to this group. Uh, they've got some really solid pitchers uh, from, from the left-handed uh, pitching situation. Nate Ackenhausen uh, is a sophomore who uh, I think is, is going to get some looks there. And then, of course, they have uh, Griffin Herring, who's a freshman, uh, who's coming in. He could be a part of the rotation. And then uh, Riley Cooper was a guy that they had last year uh, who pitched you know pretty much every week and, and, and multiple games because he was pretty much the only reliable left-handed pitcher they had. So now having a couple guys that can uh, help spell him when they need to go to some left-handed pitching is going to help the staff tremendously. Uh, but they've got some really stellar uh, pitchers uh, on this staff, some right-handers. Uh, one freshman that's really stood out in recent weeks is uh, Chase Shores. He's, he was throwing 100 miles an hour uh, at, the, at the scrimmage this last weekend, and he, uh, he punched out you know everybody, Dylan Cruz, Tommy White, Trey Morgan, anybody you could think of. He was on his game, and so he's going to be a guy that I think really gets a lot of playing time this year. And, uh, the, you know, uh, Glenn, staying on the pitching staff, uh, and, and look at it. Uh, the right-handers, like, uh, you know, look at the transfer report and all that, Paul Skeens. Projected first mm-hmm. rounder in major league uh, draft. I was talking with T. Bob about this, and uh, you know we were saying, and uh, he said, "Dad, I'm telling you." 
and I don't know, uh, he might be BSing me, but he, he told me. He said, Dad, watch out for Thatcher Hurd. You look yeah. at Christian Lillard, Vanderbilt, and all that, but he said, Thatcher Hurd, he might end up being the best out of the bunch from UCLA. Yeah, he's, he's, he's amazing. As a true freshman last year, he pitched in about 34 innings before a back injury, knocked him out, and he had a 1.06 ERA, which for a starting pitcher is really, really good to, to get through those first – several weeks there as a true freshman uh he 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 throws about 95 miles an hour he's got some great uh breaking balls to complement his fastball and he's a guy that absolutely should be a part of the weekend rotation i think uh it would be a surprise if he isn't um and he's already i mean you, you mentioned the transfer guys he's one of the transfers that is just not only making an impact with the uh with the program but he's making an impact in the community he's doing this really cool thing where 100% 100% of his proceeds uh, that he gets from NIL money are going to the uh, Baton Rouge Food Bank up here. Whoa. And so he's donating all of his money to the food bank up here and making sure that people, you know, have, have the requisite, you know, food for uh, – and, and they, they've already raised, I want to say, several thousand dollars. So he's doing a, a tremendous job of acclimating to Baton Rouge, and uh, he, he's going to be a very impressive one for the next couple of seasons. Glenn, uh, I had to laugh uh, this morning. I, I saw your article about uh, Womack, and uh, last night when I got okay. back home, uh, I got – I had I had something sent to me two days ago. I forgot to respond back. So they said, Mike, you got to do it now. We we real quick with it. Said, give me a freshman on defense you think can have an impact on LSU's football team. And it was easy for me. Deshaun Womack. I think he's the guy. And then I, I woke up this morning. I'm sort of looking through things mid-morning, and I see you got an article that's basically yeah. pretty similar to what I had wrote the night before. So we both sort of thinking the same thing on Deshaun Womack, who I think has a chance as a, ch- as a true freshman to get in and see significant playing time. Yeah, I mean, in recent years, I mean, you go back and you look at Derek Stingley, you look at Elias Ricks, you look at Harold Perkins last year. LSU's always had a freshman. A one freshman. guy, one guy. Yeah, yeah, the one guy on defense that really comes in and steps up and is making a big impact for the program right out of the gates. And you look around LSU's defense and, you know, the one hole that I think is going to be really up for competition this year is going to be at edge rusher and uh, I think Deshaun Womack is a guy, you know, he's about 6'5", 6'6", 240, 245, around there. He's going to come in and he's going to get a lot of looks in the spring because he's already on campus. He's already in the weight program, uh, the nutrition program. So the coaching staff's already getting looks at him. And so uh, I, I would expect him to absolutely be a name uh, that, that you could you could absolutely pencil in as a potential, you know, all-conference, you know, freshman kind of player because he's got the talent. The other guy, too, he's, he's not a true freshman, but he didn't see a lot of playing time, Quincy Wiggins. Mm-hmm. I think Quincy's one of those guys. He got unbelievable talent. He sort of grew up on the bayou for most of his life, and then family situation, he moved to Baton Rouge. But, man, to watch him, you talk about athletic. Uh, he's yeah. got it off the charts, and he's got a wingspan. Uh, I've measured a lot of guys when they, they spread those wings out like a big condor. Nothing like Wiggins. Man, man yeah, no, he has got yeah. – he he'd be a great basketball player, Glenn. I'm telling you, be a great one. Yeah, 
wingspan of an eagle, right? Yep. So yeah, he's he's another one of those guys that's about you know six four, six five, and you know we asked him a bunch. Uh, we asked Coach Kelly last year a bunch about just some of the freshmen that maybe weren't getting a ton of playing time, but that he saw making strides. And, and Quincy Wiggins was a name that co- popped up uh, numerous times towards the end of the year. Uh, you saw him get a couple reps in the bowl game. Uh, I think he's going to really take off this year. I think they need that help uh, on the edge. He's a guy that I think you can be versatile with. Uh, and if he, you know, if he starts to really, you know, kind of come into his own, I think this defensive line, you know, when you, know, you talk about, you know, Mason Smith and Makai Wingo holding up the interior, and then guys with so much potential like Wiggins and Womack on the outside, it could absolutely be a strength of this defense next year. Glenn, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon, man. We really appreciate it. <laughs> it Tiger talk never ends, brother, if it's uh, – but this no. baseball talk. And now Kim Mulkey and what she's doing in oh. that game Sunday well, against Super South Bowl, Carolina. Super Bowl Sunday. It's wow. early enough at 1 o'clock. I think a lot of people's going to be tuning in. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Glenn. Great. All right, thanks, guys. All right, All right Glenn West from Go247 and, covers and, – does a great job covering and, the LSU And, Mike, Tigers. as we go on our break, I'm telling you, I think we might because expectations they, – they get off to a fast start. Mike, it might be the highest baseball attendance ever. Everyone's going to want to be in that number. If they're winning and don't let down, you know, people, Mike, from the get-go, watch when all said and done. And a lot of these, a college baseball atmosphere might not be better in history of baseball that you're going to have at LSU because of the expectations. Also, to who you playing? Arkansas. No, Auburn, it's like Texas A&M, it's like playoff series, uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Week in and week out, it's, it's unbelievable. It really no, is. And I the stacked. thing is that you know fans have to realize you do lose baseball games. Yep. Because don't get upset about a midweek uh, loss. And, and can you win in those weekend series? Can you win two out of three? You don't have to sweep them. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big Eight Seventy. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for What Are the Odds? Presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of WWL. Here we go. Now, let's hand it off to Team WWL. Time now for What Are the Odds? Brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Guys, it's Super Bowl Sunday. We made our picks yesterday during pick six. And now I think it's time to look at some player props. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was all on the Travis Kelsey train because for whatever reason, in each of his first two games, his over-under total receptions was set at 6.5. He blew past it both times. Oh, yeah. So FanDuel has now bumped that up to 7.5. Would you still take Travis Kelsey to get I would at still least take eight the catches over. in the Super Bowl? Uh, oh, yeah, I'll take sure. the over on it. I think so. he's so consistent. Well, well, unless it was double digits, uh, I would. I mean, I don't know. It seems like he always gets open. Uh, so I would tend to take the over on that, Charlie. What and Bobby, think, get Mike? this. It's plus odds at over 7.5. So you would think, like, even even though he's been balling out in the postseason, he's done it his whole his whole career with the Chiefs. Seven and a half uh, catches plus odds if you go over. Now, one other thing that I was looking at uh, so far: pass attempts, player pass attempts. 
that's something that you can bet on FanDuel. Patrick Mahomes is set at 39.5. I feel like this is a game where he's probably going to go over 40 passing attempts because this seems like the type of contest where Philadelphia may jump out to an early lead and then Kansas City might have to throw the ball a bunch to get back uh, into I, it. I'm going to go over on that. Over? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind go of feeling that too. 39. Now, Bobby, on the other side. Bobby, what you think on that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm agreement with that. Um, what, which yeah. Jalen's? Jalen's is lower. It's 31 and a half. That seems about right. It does. Right, right, that right. seems almost yeah, the yeah, number he would throw the ball, uh, that 31. If yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. I, I would take maybe the under. I would mm-hmm. think more the under on that yeah, part. Listen, uh, they don't want, like, okay, you think they want Jalen Hurts? To throw 32 times? Uh, uh, Mike, Exactly. Like to throw mid thirties or like forty times, no, that means they're no. playing catch up, catch up. And, they, and they're desperate. No, no, I no. That's and different with Mahomes, yeah. Passing yards is another thing that I was looking at. Jalen Hurts' yards, which he hasn't really thrown the ball much, so he hasn't had to throw the ball much in his first two games in the postseason because they've both been blowouts. But his yards is set at uh, two hundred thirty-eight and a half over under. And then Mahomes is set much higher, 292.5. Well, uh, I, I want to say in the two games, and you look how the games unfold. But, um, he, did after, he throw for 238 in the no, two no, games? No, he's, Mike, I think total. He was in the hundreds like, in both it, games. It, it was like 270-something for both total. games. Total. Total. Yep. So, uh, but, but, but but look at the games he didn't have to, Mike. Uh, the, uh, look how it's the games blowouts. unfolded against the Giants. and Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I get that, but you, you're going to go from that – uh, to throw in the football thirty-two times, two hundred forty yards. I, I, I don't. I, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. I, uh, no, I, 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 I am come. too. But I, I don't know about that AC joint on his shoulder. I'm just telling you. I, I think that there's something there. Well, the the, the one pass, and uh, if they had reviewed it, it had been an incompletion. That, that was a nice pass to um, uh, Devontae. Devontae. Devontae Smith. You remember Mike? I don't know that that was far enough. I mean, you know, he got to he got to throw it seventy yards, a touch and an anticipation. Uh, no, he, he might, Mike. It might be a game. Uh, what, what is it? Two hundred thirty-eight. You're saying? Yeah, two thirty-eight for no, for Jalen. It might be uh, that. No, he has to throw for like uh, two forty-five, two fifty to win. Uh, you know, n- not this one hundred forty yards nah, a game. Yeah, or, depending or 130. On, on turnovers and everything else. I, 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 exactly, I, I'd, I'd agree exactly. with you on that. Uh, that, yeah, that I well, when I look at, I'm telling you it right now. Uh, if uh, if the Eagles are minus one and minus two, uh, that doesn't bode well for them. All of a sudden, they're behind, and the Kansas City would take advantage of that, the turnover margin. No, no uh, but I think if it's even Steven that he still might have to throw for, like, uh, 240 yards to win, not one of these 130, 150-yard type games. Yeah, so there's some receiving props as well. We were talking about the passers. Mike, I know you really like Dallas Goddard. Yeah, um, sure do. There are a couple of you know player props. We, we just said that we don't expect Jalen Hurts to throw the ball very much. But basically all of his weapons are around the same. Like, A.J. Brown's over-under receptions is 5.5. Same thing with Devontae Smith. And then Dallas is at four and a half. Give me, give me the over on Dallas. On Dallas Goddard, and and and, and you know what? I just think AJ Brown's gonna have a big game. I, I do too. I, I, it, listen, I, I do I'm, too. maybe I'm AJ Brown fan, but but I just think he's gonna come up big. Because in the I think throwing him the ball out in the flats, like throwing it to a running back, because right. that's how he's built. Right. He's slant, built like a running back, slant route, whatever. It's not. It doesn't have to be sexy. No, it's a completion, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm throwing a forward pass. It's all body position. How so, about the uh, rook uh, running back Pacheco at uh, at running back? Pacheco's running uh, rushing total is forty six and a half yards. Whew. 
Well, forty, but you, you know who just got activated? Clyde edwards alaire He just got activated I from his uh, high ankle sprain. And he's not even November. on there. Mm-hmm. Right, he's not even on there. <laughs> so you can't even bet on him. But he's at, at this point, you can't. Uh, but but he's active. He's he's going to be active. Uh, he yeah, has an opportunity yeah, to be active. Yeah. So. So because is, I think he's a big part of their their game as a runner receiver. He, he's an interesting player. Because he's not a real big guy, but man, can he get up the field in a flash? You know, if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, let's say he wouldn't have had the high ankle sprain. Now, woulda, coulda, shoulda, and all that. But you know what he kind of reminds me of? Uh, He's been more significant with the Chiefs. But kind of how you utilize him and all of a sudden you recognize the game and they come up big in a big-time game, kind of like Boston Scott. Uh, you look at Boston Scott with the Eagles. Now, near, Clyde the goal, Edwards, now, near, yes. near the goal line, Boston's yes. really good because he's built. Getting touchdowns. Uh, listen, you can't get no lower than him. Right, getting I mean, touchdowns. You just see how he's not a tall guy at all. He's five, six and a half, I guess, if you're stretching it. But, man, you know, he's a power-lifting champ from Zachary. Man, he is pieced together from that waist the down. Eagles he fans, is built. The Eagles fans love Boston Scott because he's been a giant right, killer. Exactly. A uh, New York Giants. And, and a literally, like, literal yeah, yeah, giant score, killer. Like, like uh, two handfuls of touchdowns against them. Speaking of touchdowns, Travis Kelsey obviously is the uh, best odds for scoring a touchdown minus 120. But we were just talking about Boston Scott. Boston Scott's plus 500. Now, someone that has scored a lot in the postseason so far, Miles Sanders, has the yeah. third best odds at plus 120. In between that is Jalen Hurts at plus 100. What about Valdez-Scantling? Marquez Valdez-Scantling is plus 250 to score a touchdown. He had a great game against, sure did. against the Bengals. It was he like sure a breakout did. game for him. But other than that, there's you know Isaiah Pacheco is plus 125. A.J. Brown plus 120. That was someone who Ryan Horvat liked last week or two yeah, weeks ago. sure did. Uh, had the NFC Championship game. But oh, Travis Kelsey, minus 120 odds to get in the end zone. Now, we were just talking about him going over seven and a half receptions. His receiving yards, if you like that as well, 70, um, 79 and a half. So, you know, about two I'll yards of reception. I'll go over on that, too. Yeah, absolutely. If you're so, catching seven passes, come well, on. eight passes, yeah. So yeah. 10 yards of reception, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I'll so go with that. If, you wanna, if, you, if you're want to, if you expecting Travis Kelsey to have a big game in the Super Bowl, that seven and a half uh, catches. Because I want to see how they match up against him. I understand the two receivers. I want to see how they match up against Kelsey. Because that, yeah. to me, no matter who you got on him, He's got the advantage. And now, you know, Charlie, when we come back from the break, uh, how about uh, this is always intriguing to me the Super Bowl MVP odds. Uh, I'm just looking at like Devontae Smith. Now, this is going into the championship game. They already had Super Bowl MVP odds. Devontae Smith, like plus uh, 5,000. Looking at A.J. Brown, the Eagles wide receiver, plus 3,000. Looking at like Travis Kelsey, uh, Super Bowl MVP, plus 2,500. Looking at, uh, let me see, like Matt, the quarterbacks Pat Mahomes. The have the best odds. Yeah, Pat Mahomes plus 350, Jalen Hurts plus 350. So, yeah, looking at all that. So, uh, I'm kind of – because, you know, you think it's going to be a quarterback, but what if it's not a quarterback? But can you pick it that guy? It would surprise me if it's not. But yeah. can you pick that guy? The two quarterbacks are plus 130 currently on oh, FanDuel. Oh, 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 yeah. Kelsey's oh, oh, plus 1,600 oh, 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 is okay. the next best odds. Okay, who was the MVP last year? Wasn't it Cooper Cup? Correct. 
Cooper uh, Cup was also the offensive player of the year, though. He had a much better yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. But, Coop, but, uh, Cooper Cup was there. Well, no, you, you so might much. think it would have been Stafford or something, right? It's not always the quarterback, I'm True. telling you. But late in the game, who they went to? I think that's in the back of everybody yeah, yeah, who yeah. votes. Yeah. It was Cooper that came up with the plays. Oh, but, uh, but if you'd have bet A.J. Brown, like, plus 3,000, that was... Yeah, that's not bad. That, that, not that, bad. that was going into the... Uh, Give me a two-touchdown game, A.J. That, Let's yeah, see what yeah. we got. That, that was going into the NFC Championship game. That's it for What Are the Odds, brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We'll be right back after this. We're finishing up in the 6 o'clock hour here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. I can be able to go back to our uh, Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. But, Bob, uh, I think, man, they got a lot of people right on the fence here uh, with this game between the Eagles and the Chiefs. They were like, man, I can't go against Patrick Mahomes. I, and I know the lines are better for the Eagles, but yeah, I, yeah, can't go against, I, I can't right, go right. against Mahomes. I've seen more people swing because I thought, you know, a lot of people were, man, Eagles, I like the offensive, defensive lines, and I do. But I think Patrick Mahomes has gotten their head. Well, yeah, no, it, it's definitely a pick em type game. Uh, when you got, Mike, a point, point and a half, um, the only reason why I picked the Eagles because I'm I might be old school. I just know I know that the offense and defensive lines better. But Pat Mahomes, if you put Pat Mahomes in the Eagles, it would be a no brainer. <laughs> oh, they'd be lethal. Yeah. We'd be back here on Sports Talk on the Big Eight Seventy right after this news break. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 